Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Relationship means, means there's some intimacy. Relationship means there's some, some communication going on, not just on Sundays. You see, if, if, if you're married and if you never communicate with your wife, well, that's not going to be a very healthy marriage. Now, in, in the same way, you are called to live in this world where you are in a, in a, in a continual uh, fellowship with Jesus, not just on Sundays. Now, the only way that we can do this is if we have an understanding of His grace. His grace is defined as His unmerited favor. Grace is God being good to you, not because you earned it or deserved it, but because God is good. And grace, guys, is so huge because grace, I want you to understand this morning, is it's not just the forgiveness of sins. Grace is not just unmerited favor, though it is. It's not just the forgiveness of sins, even though it is. Uh, but grace is provisions for every need in your life. The Bible says Jesus has made available to you all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And so grace is provision for every need in your life. Now, the way that you're going to have an authentic relationship with Jesus is by understanding His grace, His unmerited favor, and we were sharing this a few weeks ago, by understanding His unconditional love. Regardless of what religion may have taught you, you want to understand that the love of God is unconditional. You see, you can't earn the love of God. <laughs> you can't work for the love of God. You can't qualify for the love of God. Glory to God. And the Bible says God is love. You see, He doesn't have love. He is love. <laughs> He's His love. Water is wet. Guys, you can't make water wet. Glory to God. Water is already wet. So you can't make God love you. Glory to God. Uh, God is love. Child of God. So God already loves you. You see, uh, you can't do anything to make Him love you more. You can't do anything to make Him love you less. Now, here's the, the issue that whenever we think we have to earn or qualify for the blessings of God, it's going to distort our perception of God. Now, God never changes. But listen to this. Your impression of God is going to determine your ability to receive from God. Catch this now, child of God. Your impression of God is going to determine your level of intimacy with God. If you think that God is dealing with you based on your performance, it is always going to create a sense of distance. Now, I said a sense of distance because He's never distant. This is why you will see you can't live this Christian life based on your emotions. Well, Alex, I can't feel God, so God's not here. Hold on. God is always with you because He says in His Word, He will never leave you nor forsake you. But when you think you have to qualify for His blessing, that performance-based mentality is always going to create a sense of distance between you and God. Well, Alex, I missed it this week. Now I'm kind of hesitant. I don't even feel like going to church. There's people that don't want to go to church maybe because they had a bad week. Well, Alex, I messed up. I really kind of sinned badly. I better not go to church. The roof might cave in when I get there. Hold on. You see, when you have the correct impression of God, what happens when you make a mistake, child of God? You're not going to run from God. 
you're going to run to God. You see, when you have the correct impression of God, you're going to run to God when you make a mistake. You're going to come to Him no matter what's going on in your life. You're going to come to Him no matter how you feel. I got some issues going on. Well, bring those issues to God is what we're saying. Bring those issues to God. You see, when you have this relationship with Him, you come to Him just as you are. Uh, you don't pretend, well, let me just put on a show. <laughs> Seriously, guys, <laughs> you're going to pretend in front of the one who, who knows everything, really? <laughs> you know, guys, I, here's the thing, man. I, I don't know if you knew this, guys. Uh, God, He knows everything. He knows everything, child of God. <laughs> You're going to pretend? No, hold on. You see, you don't want to pretend in front of God. Well, I don't feel like doing this thing. Well, just tell him, Lord, I don't feel like doing this thing. Lord, help me. Lord, if there's any change I have to make in my heart, teach me to make these changes. You, 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 can't, <laughs> you can't pretend in front of God. Now, here's the thing. When you pretend in front of God, He knows everything. But you're pretending like, you know, you're not being real with him. Well, again, that's going to create a sense of distance. That's going to block intimacy. I'm using the example of marriage again. If I'm not completely honest with my wife, well, then that's going to block the levels of intimacy that we can experience. Intimacy, guys, I want you to understand, means into me, come and see. And so in your marriage, you, you, you got to be willing to be vulnerable. You got to be willing to be open. You got to be willing to communicate. You see, now in the same way, you got to have that in your relationship with God. You got to be able, you got to be willing to let him in, into the deepest, darkest places within you. And what happens, guys, when he comes into those deepest, darkest places within you, he's not going to condemn you. Uh, glory to God, he's going to transform those places, you see. He's going to shine his light into that brokenness. He's going to shine his light into that fear. He's going to shine his light into that shame. He's going to shine his light into that condemnation. Glory to God, he's going to shine his light into all those thoughts of unworthiness. And what he's going to do is he's going to transform you from the inside out. Glory to God. What he's going to do uh, by his Holy Spirit of grace is he's going to remind you, glory to God, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, glory to God, you are my beloved child. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter with whom I am well pleased. And so here's the thing, in order for him to do that, you got to let him in to those deep places within you, you see. So, so intimate relationship with God is how this Christian life is supposed to work. Now, religion has taught us it's about performance. Religion says you got to do these things. If you don't do these things, God's not going to be pleased with you. Well, guys, we're going to knock over those religious cows here today, okay? We're going to get that religious training out of you uh, today, and we are going to show you that it's all about your intimate relationship with a Jesus church. If you understand what I just said, say amen. Type amen into the chat if you're watching me right now live. Praise God. <laughs> and so let's get into the word here. And let's start here this morning in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. And I want you to notice some things that Paul was saying here to the Ephesian church. Now, Paul, you got to understand, has spent everything leading up to this point in this uh, epistle to the Ephesians. He's reminded them of everything Jesus has already done. He's reminded them that they're already seated with him in heavenly places, just as you are. You see, may I remind you, you're seated with him in heavenly places right now. So he's reminded them of who they are in Christ. And notice what he says here in chapter 3, verse 16. He says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Watch this now. To be strengthened with might 
by his spirit in the inner man. Let's break this down. The word might, to be strengthened with might. Might means ability. Might is power. The word here really means power. It is the ability to get the job done. Might is to be strengthened with confidence, with security, and ability that comes, guys, from our dependence on God. You see, when you have the correct impression of God and you live a life of depending on God, you depending on God is going to produce security. It's going to produce empowerment. It's going to produce strength. It's going to produce confidence. This is not self-confidence, guys. It's not confidence in what I can do. It is confidence in God, watch this now, who by His Spirit is working in me. Notice Paul says that you're, you're to be strengthened with might by His Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. In the inner man. Notice the word inner man. And so this is something that happens on the inside of you. I want you to say out loud right now, God is working in me. God is working in me. Say it out loud right now. God is working in me. So many people still have this impression God is out there. He's distant. Well, child of God, if you are in Christ, if you are born again, he's taken up residence right on the inside of you. God is at work on the inside of you. Everybody say, God is working in me. Now, uh, inner man, what is inner man talking about here? Now, the word man here in the King James obviously doesn't refer to male. It's not talking about uh, dudes. <laughs> you know, this is not a male-female thing. The word man here in this, uh, here in this King James translation is referring to human uh, person. In other words, you can say the inner person. And so, what is this inner man? What is this inner person? What you want to understand is uh, that that is your spirit man. It's your spirit person. That's who you really are. The inner man, the inner person, is the part of you that got born again when you got into Christ. The inner man, the inner person, glory to God, is the part of you that is a new creation. You see, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Here's the deal. You don't always feel like you're a new creation. Well, the reason for that is that there's the inner man, the spirit person, and then what you also got is you got your soulish realm. Because, guys, remember your spiritual anatomy, church. You are a spirit. You see, you are a spirit. Human beings are spirit beings. You see, you're not your body. You have a body. You're not your soul. You have a soul. You are a spirit. You have a soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you live in a physical body. Now, your, 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 your mind, your will, and emotions are not always going to feel like you're the person who you are in Christ. You see, in my, in my soulish realm, I might have some issues going on. In my, in my soulish realm, I might have some fears. I might have some confusion. I might have some doubt. I might have some insecurity. Uh, glory to God. And, and you know what, child of God? God is saying, and that's perfectly fine. I can handle your doubt. I can handle your fear. I can handle your insecurity. Uh, that is quite all right. I just want you to bring it to me is uh, what God is saying to someone here uh, this uh, morning. Because what happens is, when you bring it to Him, glory to God, He's going to begin to strengthen your inner man. Now watch this, child of God. When your inner man, when your spirit man is strengthened, gradually what happens is, you're going to start to live more out of who you are in Christ than who you are in yourself or in the flesh. Now in the flesh refers to, you know, the unrenewed mind. That's who you were before you got saved. You see, you, you really did become a new creation when you got into Christ, guys, is what you really want to understand here. 
We don't always feel like it, but you are a new creation. Now here's the deal that who you were before you got saved, that old nature left something behind in your mind. You know, some old ways of thinking, some old thought patterns, you know, some old uh, issues in, in, your, in your soulish realm. And so that's why we don't always act according to who we are in Christ. That's why we don't always feel like we're really a new creation. But what the Bible is saying, what Paul was praying here for the Ephesians is uh, that you would be strengthened with ability by the Spirit of God in your inner man, glory to God. You see, when you are strengthened in your inner man, uh, what happens is your inner man, your inner self, your inner person uh, grows stronger and gradually you're able to live out of that inner self rather than being consumed by how you feel, you see? And so, how does this work, guys? How does this work? Let's be very precise and very specific on how this works. And let me tell you guys, intimate relationship is how this works. Intimate relationship is how this works. The inner man, the inner person is strengthened. How, guys? By us fellowshipping with God in an intimate relationship. The more time that I spend with God, child of God, and remember, this is where you come to Him just as you are. You're not pretending. You're not pretending. You're not doing the religious thing. <laughs> okay, no, you come to Him just as you are. What happens is, the more time we spend with God in His presence and in His Word, glory to God, the stronger our spirit man becomes, you see. Now, how do I do this, Alex? Well, you do it by being in His Word. You do that by listening to His Word. But you do it also, guys, just by talking to Him, by fellowshipping with Him, by looking to Jesus, you see. And as you do that, notice what he says in verse 17, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, Notice what happens when your inner man is strengthened. He says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in his love. Let's break this verse down. Christ dwelling in your heart, what does that mean? It means the nature of Christ being formed on the inside of you. You see, what happens is when your spirit person is strengthened, that's when the nature of Christ grows strong in you. Uh, that's when transformation happens in your life as a believer because Christ is already living on the inside of you now, him dwelling in your heart, and Paul uses a very similar expression in his letter to the Galatians, where he talks about Christ being formed in you. Now, Christ is formed in you when his nature and his character is uh, formed in you. And as we reminded you last week, guys, it's the Holy Spirit who's doing that. It's not you doing it, okay? Here's again the issue. Religion says you got to struggle and sweat and perform to be more like Christ, you see. And when you fall short, then they condemn you. Man, you kind of messed up. Man, you really should know better. You're a Christian. You know better. Hold on, guys. That is not how this Christian life is supposed to work. No, your life as a believer is built on on the Spirit of God, the Spirit of grace, who's working on the inside of you, and notice you're rooted and grounded in His love. I'm just showing you scriptures, guys, now, that are kind of, you know, feeding back to you everything that I've been sharing with you over these past few weeks. In other words, it's rooted and grounded in your understanding of His love for you, which is unconditional. Look at verse 18. He says that you may be able to comprehend, understand, with all the saints, 
And saints, guys, by the way, who are the saints? I got to say this. Saints, that's every single one of you and I, church. Saints, those are born-again Christians. I want you to understand, you know, religious or religion, uh, tradition, you know, they made it like there's certain special people that are saints, and that's, you know, there's some people who've done great things for the Lord. Uh, you know, I'm not putting that down, but I want you to understand, uh, Bible versus the tradition of men, the Bible calls every born-again believer a saint. If you are in Christ, God considers you a saint. Oh yeah. You say, Alex, hold on. You say, Alex, you have no idea what I did last night, Alex. You don't know uh, the stuff that comes out of my mouth and it's not very sainty or saint-like or saintish. Uh, <laughs> is that a word? Probably not. Well, it is now. Um, you know, but, but here's the thing, guys. What you want to understand, God is not dealing with you based on your performance. God sees you in Christ, you see. And so God, glory to God, who calls the things that be not as though they are, uh, God sees you in Christ. God sees what you can become. Glory to God. God sees your potential. Potential. And so God is calling you a saint. Everybody say out loud, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not in myself, but in Christ Jesus. Now he says that you may be able to comprehend with all of the saints, and I love this, what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, verse 19, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all of the fullness of God. You are filled with the fullness of God when you know the love of God, when you know his love for you is unconditional, when you know that he, he loves you unconditionally, no matter what you do. And that's how you're going to be filled with the fullness of God. Are you catching this here this morning, church? I'm just showing you in Scripture now what I've been sharing with you. I want you to see this is Bible. And so, intimate relationship with God is what's going to enable the Holy Spirit to form Christ in my heart. It's not my performance. It's not me, you know, trying to get approval from God. No, it's intimate, authentic, heart-to-heart -heart relationship with God. Me coming to Him in all of my brokenness. Me coming to Him in all of my insecurity. Uh, me coming to Him, glory to God, in all of my fears. And then I let Him in uh, to those deep, dark places within me. He begins to transform me. And what He's going to do is He's going to form uh, the nature of Christ in my heart, glory to God. Uh, because as you remember, your primary purpose is uh, to be conformed uh, to the image of uh, Jesus. Uh, but you don't do that in your own self-effort and performance. No, you do it through your relationship with Him. It's the Holy Spirit who's working on the inside of you as you practice your relationship with Him. Please say, everybody, it's all about the relationship. It's all about the relationship, church. And so watch this now, guys. Christ being formed in our hearts is going to be twofold. Christ being formed in our hearts is us, as I just said, fulfilling more of our primary purpose, which is to become more like Jesus. I'm not going to recap this now, but we've been sharing with you these past couple of weeks about your primary purpose and your secondary purpose. And, you know, I go into more detail in those sermons. So if you haven't listened to those, I encourage you to go and check those out. But, um, you know, your primary purpose, somebody says, well, Alex, what's my purpose? Well, your primary purpose, child of God, is to become more like Jesus. Now, your secondary purpose is going to be whatever it is God is calling you to do. Maybe it's business. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's to be a teacher. You know, maybe it's to raise your kids right now. Just, you know, that, that's a great purpose as well, guys. <laughs> I want you to understand. God works in seasons. So maybe right now in your season is to tend to your family. But then maybe there's another season where he calls you to do something else. You see? So your secondary purpose is whatever it is you're doing in this world 
your, your primary purpose, however, is to become more like Jesus. Now, we've shared with you that religion makes you think, well, that's something you got to somehow do on your own. Hold on. What, what the gospel is here uh, to share with you, what the Word of God, what the Word of Grace says, guys, is uh, that is the Holy Spirit who is forming Christ on the inside of you. Everybody see that? You guys see that, right? You see that this is Scripture. <laughs> okay, you see that's not me. That's Scripture. It's the Holy Spirit who is forming Christ on the inside of you. Now, when Christ is formed in our hearts, that's a twofold. There's a, it's, it, it has two parts to it. Now, it is us fulfilling more of our primary purpose of becoming more like Jesus. Watch this. But it is also, oh, I love this. Thank you, Jesus. This is awesome, guys. It is, it is also a progressive revelation of Jesus Christ in the heart of every man and woman. Are you guys catching this, church? Listen to me now. Listen to this now. Catch this. The way that you become more like Jesus is by knowing him more fully. It's not by you trying to be more like Jesus in your own. Guys, I've tried it. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I don't care what they tell you, uh, this religion, that religion, uh, this cult, that cult, this false, uh, you know, uh, teaching. Uh, there's some of those out there, guys. It does not work. You can never be like God without God. You need Him. And so, the only way that we can become more like Jesus is by knowing Him more fully, guys. It's all about the relationship. You see, the fruit of the Christian life, I want you to understand. The fruit of the Christian life, that's the fruit of the Spirit. That is you living in the promises of God. Uh, that is you seeing what God wants to do in your life coming to pass. I want you to understand, the fruit of the Christian life, guys, is always going to flow out of our personal, intimate, one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus. If you are struggling with uh, living in the fruit of the Spirit, if you are struggling with seeing what God wants to do come to pass in your life, may I just uh, uh, bring up here to your attention, child of God, could it be that maybe you haven't been spending a lot of time with him? Could it be uh, just perhaps that maybe you've been feeling a little distant in your relationship to God? Could it be uh, perhaps uh, that maybe you were operating even subconsciously under this assumption that God was somehow dealing with you based on your performance? Performance-based mentality, guys, is, is like the number one thing that's blocking growth and transformation in the Christian life. And so, how do we become more like Jesus? It's by knowing Him more fully. It's the only way, guys. You see, grace, grace, guys, remember, is not a curriculum. Grace is not a doctrine. Grace is not a subject matter. No grace is Glory to God. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Grace is a person. His name is Jesus. And so grace, this Christian life, that you're called to in your life as a believer, it is a progressive unveiling of Jesus. Now you say, well, Alex, I know Jesus. Alex, I've, I've been a Christian for like 30 years. Alex, I've been in church my whole life. I can hear someone say, <laughs> hold on, child of God. I don't doubt that, but can I just tell you right now, the Bible here talks about 
knowing him, you know, uh, uh, being able to comprehend the breadth, uh, uh, guys, the breadth, the length and the depth and the height. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, oh, praise you, Jesus. I, I want you guys to know right now, guys, that, that what, what, what this is, man, <laughs> it's, 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 it's infinite. You see, it's infinite. Glory to God. You are, you are serving a God. Hey, shalaka, do you? You're serving a God who is infinite, guys. You want to understand, you see? And so I don't care how, how, how long you've been a believer, okay? I don't care how well you may know him. I want you to understand that there's always more uh, to be unveiled of Jesus. Glory to God. I want you to understand that you will never come to a place in your life as a Christian where you can say, well, Alex, I got it now. I know everything. Okay, uh, I'm an expert now. Hold on. No, there's always going to be more, you see? He always wants to unfold himself more fully to your heart. Glory to God. There's always a new layer, a new level of him that you haven't experienced yet. Glory to God, because he's infinite. Glory to God. His love is infinite. His grace is infinite. His mercy is infinite. His provisions are infinite. Everything that he has for you it is without limits and so you will never be at a place where where you know everything there is to know about him glory to god there's always going to be more uh, that he wants to unfold to your heart thank you so much for joining me today i'm alex rubin you have been listening to grace to your world be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of god's grace now, to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now, I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.